Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of the Bucketheads Podcast. My name is Connor Lamonds, and I'm coming at you from the parking lot outside the Schottenstein Center um, right after Ohio State's 70-45 win over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, Buckeyes trailed by two at halftime. It was one of the worst halves of basketball Ohio State has played um, this season, but they turned it around in the second half, outscored Minnesota in the second half, I believe it was 47 to 20. I mean, it was just absolute domination. They more than doubled up uh, Minnesota in the second half um, and ran away with a 25-point victory. Buckeyes are now 11 and 0 at home this season, which is the best home record that any Ohio State any Ohio State team has started with since the 2013/14 team. So it's been nine seasons, sorry, eight seasons since an Ohio State team has played this well at home. After the game, we talked to Chris Holtman, as well as Jamari Wheeler and Zed Key, and we also spoke to Minnesota head coach Ben Johnson for a moment. Chris Holtman had some interesting comments kind of about the first half to second half transition, how he doesn't really buy into the you know tale of two halves things. He gave respect to Minnesota and kind of said, we're a better team, we're a, a talented team, and over time, you know, we were going to make it happen. We were going to make a move. It just took a little time there. You know, Zed was kind of asked as well about some of his struggles in the first half and how he flipped it in the second half. And Ben Johnson of Minnesota talked about, you know, not capitalizing on some opportunities. Ohio State turned the ball over a bunch in the first half. Minnesota still only led by two at halftime, which is not great when you can clearly see that Ohio State's the much more talented team. It was only a matter of time. 
Anyway, I'm going to stop blabbing. It is almost midnight, so I'm going to get you to this press conference. Here's Chris Holtman, Ben Johnson, Zed Key, and Jamari Wheeler. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, credit, um, you know, Ohio State, they uh, they really flipped the narrative in terms of just their intensity level, I thought, um, their details on both sides of the ball, and, um, and we just didn't bring it. You know, even in the first half, um, I never felt like, even when we had a lead, that that we were going to make much of a run. I just, it was, we just, we were quiet, um, didn't have energy, you know, I didn't sense that it was like we were versus Penn State. Um, and so against a really good team, you know, you can't you can't play like that. We don't have a lot of room for error. And so, um, you know, when we try to ease into it and we're flat and we don't have that juice, it's going to be really tough for us to uh, to, to come out of here with a win. Uh, obviously, you know, in the second half there, it looked like you know, the offense struggles kind of carried over to your defense and this happened in a few second halves in some of your losses. Yeah, no, I think, you know, the human nature part is is when shots are falling, it's easy to uh, to get in your own head and, and worry about yourself and the woe is me and have that impact the other side of the ball. And I thought we gave into that a little bit. I didn't think we were very uh, mentally tough tonight. And uh, we let, you know, shots or what we were getting or looks we were getting, um, you know, dictate our energy level. And, um, again, against a good team, uh, especially on the road, you know, you can't you can't do that. Every detail matters, and um, you know, we we're just a little a little too loose and didn't uh, didn't compete at the level that it takes, and that's that's the disappointing part. EJ Liddell didn't do a whole lot for them until late. I know he had a much more effective game the first time you played them. What were you able to do differently against him this time? We just try to crowd him a little bit more. I mean, um, you know, he's obviously a dynamic player, and they're and they're going to do their job to find ways to get him the ball. And, you know, I thought in the second half, um, you know, he had some ISO stuff that was that was tough. And we just had a couple guys that, um, you know, we didn't press up a little bit and kind of gave him a cushion and he was able to bang a, a couple face-up threes. Um, but I think all you can do with a guy like that is just you want to you make his catches tough and force him into, into tough twos or tough threes, make him play in the crowd. I thought we did that, you know, in the first half or for about maybe 30 minutes of the game. And, and you know, he does what good players do. He rose up and was able to, to, uh, to finish strong. Uh, what was the message just for the guys? You got a quick turnaround in three games in five days. Yeah, just that, you know, it is a long week. Um, we got to be able to flush it, but we also have to be able to learn. And, and we have to understand that, um, you know, we have to have a better response if we want to try to win uh, on Thursday. And, and that response is the you know, the details, uh, the competitiveness, the, you know, can't have the woes me. You got to be able to fight every single possession. And, um, uh, We've got to we got to flip that mentality and fit that flip that mind frame pretty quick because playing a really good Penn State team who just beat Michigan State and obviously is going to be looking to to get us back after we beat them uh, a few days ago. So you know we got to be mentally ready to to be a little bit tougher and to go into another hostile environment and, and try to get a win. How did you see the zone impact them in the first half? It seemed like that took them out of the rhythm. They turned it over a lot during that stretch. Yeah, I thought was, I thought our zone was good. I mean, it was probably the reason why we we had the lead in the first half, to be honest. Um, and we rebounded the ball. You know, I think rebounds were tied at like 18. So, um, you know, that is again is another disappointing piece. We had a lot of pieces that were working, and we just couldn't carry it over 
to the final 20 minutes. But I thought our zone disrupted them. I thought um, we did a good job of, of kind of mixing up you know, our coverages within the zone, um, forcing some shots that I don't think they wanted to take that were contested. Um, you know, we just didn't, uh, we didn't do it again in the second half. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, you know, he's got some juice to him for sure. Um, you know, he's a communicator. Um, he's, got a, he's got a fight to him. You know, I thought obviously that helped us. We were able to get him in foul trouble in the first half. Um, you know, we knew he was going to pressure the ball and climb in. So for us to limit him, I think he may play, only play like eight minutes that first half was, was advantage for us. Um, but no, he is. And, and, you know, we dared him to make a couple threes and, and he banged in a couple threes. You know, we played off of him and, and wanted to see, uh, you know, if he, could, if he could beat us from three and kind of crowd the paint, and, uh, and to his credit, he did. But again, he probably did that because he does. He plays with that energy. He plays with that spirit. And I just think when you do that, like the basketball guys reward you. Like you're, you're mentally still engaged. You're in the game. And he could have easily not because he had a rough first half. But he was able to respond, and that's just that, that winning mentality. Um, uh, he did a good job with that. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you. Especially, like you said, the first half was like one of the worst first halves we played all season. So we just needed some like spark to get us going, and I feel like that's the spark we needed. Um, talking about the defensive play, you know, we as you said, we need stops. You know, defense creates offense. So get, by us getting stops, you know, it gives us energy. We going out there and score the ball, he gets big shots. I told Jamar all the time. If I, when I pass you the ball, please shoot the ball. <laughs> and he, st he still doesn't shoot it when I pass him the ball. So, you know, I'll pass his numbers. <laughs> but, um, um, but, yeah, I tell him, every time I pass out, shoot the ball. I'll come, like, be confident. So, yeah. Why do you think that was one of your worst pieces, one of the worst half of the season? Why, why do you think that was the case? Uh, we just wanted ourselves, uh, especially me, and two dumb fouls early in the game uh, kind of took me out of my game. Then just like we wasn't aggressive at all on the office end, just standing there, wasn't attacking the goal, office rebound, just we were just lazy, basically. But we picked it up second half, we needed that. It, it seemed like, I mean, there were moments in that uh, first half where you guys kind of stepped, were able to step up defensively. I mean, whether it's that Cedric double dribble or uh, the eventual kind of uh, Kyle Young kind of forced a shot at the end of uh, the shot clock. 
but it didn't turn into offense like you were saying. What kind of what kind of clicked there in that second half to allow the defense to kind of create momentum on on that offensive side? Uh, just keep doing what we're doing. We felt like first half we we uh, played good defense. We just knew like shots gonna fall. We couldn't control that, and just managed to take care of the ball. We had a bunch of sloppy turnovers first half also. So. Just keep doing what we're doing on defense and turn defense into offense. And that's the best. That's how we want to play, get turnovers and play in transition. So we feel like that's the easy way to score and the way we want to play. So just focus on the defense and doing everything, take care of itself. And it seemed like, I mean, turnovers were something that kind of played you guys early in the year. And it seemed like something that you guys kind of got away from. I mean, what, I mean, what was it that allowed them to rear their head there at the first point? Not being aggressive. Uh, like we just standing around the zone, not giving the shots they're gonna take us, trying to force it, things like that. So just not playing our game. That's basically what we did. Right, when you pick up those two early fouls, what are you thinking as you sit on the bench there for a few minutes? How did you kind of snap back into it there in the second half? Uh, I was hard on myself because I did it uh, in Michigan. I want to say that I had two early fouls. So just knowing like I gotta be smarter than that, keep taking myself out of game, especially like that, but. I didn't want to take uh, that away from my aggressiveness on defense end because that's like what that's like what I do. So I just gotta adjust with the game, see how the ref calling it early. But just I just had to like stand there, like keep my head in the game because coach told me he was like you going back in first half, just stay keep your head into it and things like that. So um, how do you balance that sort of aggressive mindset? You've been one of the best steals guys in the league for, for a few years now, but you know there's also possessions where you're really directing traffic out there to make the dribble switches real quick and stuff like. How do you? Uh, just pick my chance. Just, just pick it out. Like, don't do it every play. That's, that's something I coach like. I can do it. Like, you got your spots throughout the game when you want to be aggressive, and just read like the refs. Like, they call in ticky top fouls. Then get up. Don't be as much aggressive. I want to be, but just coming in knowing they had a good guard on the other team. That was something I was focused on. Just. Going out there, try to get stops and be aggressive. Don't let him get started earlier. But obviously, that it. Russ took me out of that. But just, just. Sometimes. So it didn't seem like you found, you found the way to affect that in the second half without fouling. Right. How, how did you, I guess, get to that point? Just, I don't know. Just being me. Just basically, just being me. I feel like they they let me free up a little bit more on the defense end. Period. Play a little bit more aggressive, but I wasn't gonna stop playing aggressive. Even though they was gonna keep calling me, I wasn't gonna like stop. Let that change my game. I was gonna keep being, not being, make the refs put it in the refs hands to call it a, not call it. Tomorrow, Minnesota's coach said that they dared to take some threes, signed off a little bit. When teams do that, how important is it that you not only take those, but uh, very important. I love when they do that. Easy points for me. <laughs> I don't know why teams keep uh, backing off, but I'll take it. Just give it back. Like I said, I feel like that the defense, the early fouls affected me uh, first half also on the offense end. Like, I was just so much in my head that I was missing shots that I knew I, I was supposed to hit and I could hit. So, just giving them, taking the shots they give me. They're going to give it to them. I'm going to take it all day. How much of handling that type of situation is you getting better at than having been this before? Maybe early in your career that gets to you more. Right. Yeah, uh, played a big role, like you said. If I was younger, like my freshman or summer year, it definitely would have got to me throughout the whole game. But I knew I had a whole another second half to bounce back and things like that. And especially like in the Big Ten, you can't you can't hold on to stuff because every possession matters, no matter if it's home or away. So just shaking it off and just being who I am, second half.
Tomorrow the whole team's carrying your At what point in the game do you actually notice that it's going to I noticed from the, uh, from the beginning. I just, right when I got back in, I just wanted to get my rhythm, my flow, because I early fouls that kind of got me out my flow. So I was just trying to get my flow, get steals, get easy baskets here and there. But second half, I feel like I just came out with my flow and just knocked the shots down that they gave me. So when you do notice it, obviously you're not going to try to force it. Yeah, uh, be aggressive. That's, that's my uh, thing to be more aggressive on that, especially when they won't give it to me. And I know this. Like you say, don't force shots, but take the good ones for sure. Last question. As we talked with uh, Chris Holman a lot this past week, he mentioned how you and the coaching staff had conversations about being tough on the inside, defensively, and whatnot, uh, especially against Thunder Dickinson. I mentioned him tonight with uh, Minnesota. I think you had a shot clock violation where you were really excited after forcing uh, Minnesota to get into one of those. How have you taken what the coaches have uh, told you about being more physical and just tougher on the defensive end and really applied it over the last couple of years? Yeah, um, well, speaking with the coaching staff, uh, you, you have to get better on defense. But you know, like the anchor on the on the back like the back line, so the ball screens and rotating over, like they said you have to be better. Like uh teams are scoring like too easy in the paint. So, you know, trying to build on that every like every game, you know, be better on that every game. Uh and just going to the shot clock, you know, uh the one shot clock violation, you know, that's a that's a tough defensive like stop. Like we needed that. Um, you know, it brings like it's I see like the crowd got into it and you know we got behind the energy and you know, just kept it rolling. So, you know, we need those plays and I need to figure out every game on defense. So this week, your interview, I mean, last week after Michigan uh, this whole thing clamored for EJ Liddell to be more involved in the national conversation, conference player of the year and whatnot. You know, he scores four points in the first half, then comes back for a double double in the second half. How have you seen EJ just be so integral to the offense where he can play the first half like how he did and then come roaring back in the second half? He's a, he's a great player. Um, he deserves like, to be running for like the national player of the year. He should be the player of the year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Literally. He played both ends too. He'll be a shot blocker for us too. Like yeah. a lot of big time players uh don't do that. They lose usually focus on one end, but I feel like he doing them both. Mm-hmm. And he bonding more on the defense end, but definitely got my vote for player of the year yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see them both um, like in the games, like you know, big shots, like going off 35, 30, just like shows the time and time again. Best players, if not the best player in the country, college. Thank y'all. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
right, guys. Uh, obviously, uh, good good win against a quality opponent, and uh, give Minnesota credit. I think they they make the game uh, challenging with some of their mixing uh, defenses and and uh, their ability to make shots. So give give them credit. I thought our guys, um, you know, really uh, in the second half were able to make some shots, and I think that opened the defense up a little bit. We played with a little more purpose on the offensive end there um, and a little bit cleaner in the second half. Some of it was we, we had to adjust to how, how they were doing some things, but uh, good good win and uh, moving on to a practice on Thursday. Chris, about, about 10 minutes in, Zed missed a shot. Very next time out, you actually pulled him totally aside, um, talked to him by himself for a little bit, and in the second half, it looked like he played with a little more force, a little more effective. What was that conversation between you guys? What did you see him like flip the switch in the second? Yeah, we've just been on him about slowing down and playing with more balance in the post. That, that's the biggest thing. He just rushes it too much. He's got to he's got to settle the ball. He's got to read the defense, and he's got to play on balance. And he, Do you think in the first half, having Curry back maybe uh, change the dynamic of the, the defense zone from the first time you guys played? Well, Curry's a really good player. Having him back helped him helps him on both ends. Because he's a really good player and he's a big body and he's been in this league for a while, so he knows how to play. But just in general for Zed and his his growth, he's got to slow down when he's in traffic. He can score over bigger guys. He's done it his whole career, but he can't do it when he's rushing things. And that that was my conversation with him. And sometimes you got to pull a guy aside because they hear it, but when you really want him to hear it, you know, that's that's. I just wanted him to slow down because he's really effective when he slows down. Obviously, you would want uh, defense to turn into offense, and it seems like they kind of, uh, your defense kind of showed up there in that first half. Um, but, I mean, that stretch of the scoreless uh, drought and the turnovers and things like that, I mean, obviously that was adjusting to Minnesota zone. But, I mean, what what allowed you guys to kind of use a consistent defensive performance and kind of turn that into offense there? I think our defense helped. We were able to create some turnovers playing Jamari for a longer stretch. His activity was really good. So was Zed. Zed had two steals. Um, and then I honestly making some open shots. I think that uh, it's, we, we were able to, to finally kind of make some open shots. And, uh, Ryan Peden had a good suggestion at halftime about attacking the zone a specific way. I thought that was uh, helpful. How impactful was yeah, I think that was that was critical. It was a late clock. Uh, we were trying to get the ball inside. And ended up, uh, you know, he's he's a really capable uh, shooter with time and space. We know that he's very capable with time and space. Um, might take him a minute, but he's he's very capable. And we want him to shoot those and be ready to shoot them. Chris, uh, what's it been like for you this year, Coach Nagawa Jamari? Is a little bit of a gambler, I think, on the defensive end. But obviously, his ball pressure actually is very important. You guys are really going to be also have a little similar bench with some fouls to get some of the games. So, what's that about? I thought he had really good pop uh, today, Bill, in terms of just his bite defensively. <laughs> He's just got to be able to manage that uh, aggressiveness with, with just a little bit smarter smarter play. His second, second foul wasn't, wasn't smart. He almost got a third one. Um, so I think he's just got to balance that. He, he's got to take some chances because that's who he is. And I don't want to, you know, prevent him from from doing that. I think we've we've tried the stress being a little bit more solid in areas uh, off the ball and being a little more aware. And, 
you know, not creating offense with his pressure. Um, but I thought he was really good tonight on a really good player. He, uh, last game and, and this game, maybe not every possession, but he's had a, a few where he, he is off the ball and he, I guess, a little more aware of things, directed traffic, yeah. making sure the switches are right. Yes. I imagine you want more of that from him, right? To be yes. Kind of the guy who's kind of leading, leading people into the floor. Yeah, he's a good talker. He's a really good talker. And, um, you know, there's some specific parts of our defense that we've really been stressing the last two weeks. Um, uh, you know, we've, we've showed them clips from uh, our, our team, our third year that was top 20 in the country in defense and, and our first team that was top 20 as well. And, and I think the connection and just some, some key points, and I think we need Jamari to continue to lead the way there with that. Um, and uh, we've shown we, we've seen some improvement, but... Obviously, we're going to get tested against some really good offenses here coming up. Do you know how your team would respond after halftime? Do you have an idea that they would come out and play and they flip the script the way that they did? I did yeah, people, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really look at it like that. I, I know people think it was a tale of two halves. I, I don't really look at it like that. Listen, this team almost, you know, they went down to the last minute at Wisconsin. You know, they played Iowa. They were up four and a half. I just, you know, people think in this league you should just blow people out. Just, you know, in the first half, be up 20. Like, come on now. Like, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general people think that. Like, have you ever played? Like, that doesn't happen in league play. Uh, so, I just knew that there, it was going to be a little bit of a slow drip. And if we could win some possessions, maybe we could we could stretch it. But, you know, I didn't really look at it at the tail of two halves. Outside of our shot making, Adam, was much better. And we, we attacked the zone with a little more aggressiveness. How much of that, if at all, was EJ? It seemed like they really made it tough for him yeah. to get going, and I mean, he scored a lot of points. <clears throat> a lot of times this season when you needed to get going, it's been EJ. Yeah, they really crowded him. It was not single coverage like we saw the other night. Um, they really crowded him. And he, in, in, and we got to cut better off him and play off him. And if they're going to not guard Jamari, Jamari's got to be ready to shoot it. He had to, he had to probably pass it a little bit more tonight. Uh, and he did. He was a willing passer. He always is. But he was a little bit sloppy with the ball at times. Chris, when you say it takes time for Jamari to get some of those shots off, what do you mean by that? I mean, is it just that he hesitates to do it? Is it well, he just, his, his release, it, like, didn't take Dwayne much time. <laughs> Dwayne never didn't even need to think about it twice. Um, but Dwayne had a really quick release. Jamari's just release, his mechanics are just a little I'm not saying they're slow. It's just he's a little bit smaller, so it takes a little bit more time. But when he has time and space, he's very accurate. I mean, I've seen him shoot it for you know for the whole year. He's very accurate. So when teams do give him that shot, green light, he takes. Yes, absolute green light. Absolute green light. Needs to take it. Want him to take it. Doesn't need to hesitate ever at all. He's got an open three with time and space. So I want to pursue your comment about tale of two halves. You're pushing back against that. You're not happy with the first half in which you have no free throw attempts, eight turnovers, two assists. I wasn't happy with our turnovers. I was really happy with our defense. Yeah, to, 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 to valid question. I was not happy. I thought we were really sloppy. We didn't attack the zone great. But I was really happy with our defense. I, 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 I thought we played at times re really well. First half, we just didn't make some open shots. Um, but
but I, I, I was not pleased with our, our sloppy offensive play in terms of turnovers. So you talk a lot about your offensive efficiency. For you, the lack of offensive efficiency in the first half is just that it didn't go in. Well, it was it part. No, it was part of it, and we were careless with the ball. Yeah, we were we were definitely careless with the ball. We addressed that careless with the ball and uh, no no offensive rebounds is is the kind of the things we hammered. But um, and I just thought we were too stagnant against the zone. So I'm not saying we played a great half. I'm just saying sometimes it takes you a little bit of a feel. They played differently the second time in terms of how they played their man to man than the first time. So you go into the game thinking they're going to play one way. They play a different way. You got to make some adjustments at halftime, and uh, that was that was part of it. Chris, kind of piggybacking off that the second half, you guys had nine assists. Yeah, that kind of just kind of getting more comfortable with what you were seeing from your defense. I think that was a big part of it, and uh, like I said, Ryan Peden had a good suggestion on a little bit more movement against the zone, but uh, I think it I think it was a comfort level. And then you know when you see a few shots go down. Um, and you get that, you know, five, seven point, you know, I think it gives you a little bit of freedom. So I think that was a combination of things. And uh, with EJ, you know, we kind of had kind of a slow start, but you still finished with 16 points, you had a big crash three towards the end of the game. Yeah. You know, is that he's just somebody that you can really just snap a finger and you can just kind of trust him to do the job? Thing I don't know if it's quite that easy, but um, uh, I've always said he's he's – God has gifted him with the ability to score the ball. He can roll out of bed and score the ball. And uh, that's a great gift. Maybe this is too simple for a question, but it's obvious why it's important just in our to shoot the ball. Yeah. A blind man can see that. With people like Jamari, where everybody knows it's not this strength, it's probably the weakest part of the game. Defense is clearly daring him to do it. With those types of guys, why is it so important that they still have that reputation to shoot well, our, our offense needs that. <clears throat> our offense needs multiple threats out there. And uh, um, Jamari's going to get open looks because of against certain teams because of how they play our post players. Um, and so will some other guys. But uh, I thought Malachi's, you know, couple threes there early opened, really opened things up. I love the transition three he had. I thought it was a great play by Jamari. But I just think for our offense to continue to be successful, uh, you know, it cannot be just you know the EJ Liddell show every night. We're just you're not beating good teams with you know with that. It just you know teams are too good defensively, so we got to have some variety. You know, Jamari's a veteran, but he's relatively new to your team. Would you have kept him in a game? The Big Ten game early in the season with two fouls that quickly put it back in, I guess. Yeah, I don't believe in benching guys with two fouls a half to half. I just don't believe in that. I never have. Um, it's burnt me a few times. But I, I do not believe in, in, in benching guys with, with two fouls in the first half. Um, so, it's just philosophy. You trust the guy to play through it. Yeah, now if they burn me a few times, I probably will keep them on the bench. But um, get five fouls, I think, before you get disqualified. So I prefer to keep our best players on the floor as much as we can. Are you learning a little bit about your defense the last couple of games? I mean, you're starting to maybe get some strings of stops together. I'm sure it's not where you want it to be. I know you're not a finished product, but 
are you starting to see something change in the mentality or how your guys are approaching that end of the court? I, I think so, Adam, but I think it's, you know, it's such a such a process for us as a group, and it's a climb that we have to make every day, you know. It's a commitment and a climb we have to make every day, but uh, I think we're getting a little bit better understanding, and that's really, it's got to be player-led, you know, it's got to be player-led, so we've had some good stretches here, but we play one of the best offensive teams in the country on Saturday. Does that go with me talking about how this is starting to become a bit of a player-led team? Those, yeah, those for sure. I think for sure this time of year, like we have identified that over and over, that that will limp, that will that will provide limitations for us. Um, you mean the defense? Yeah, yeah. To Stephen's point about the reason why you like Justin out there shooting, we talked about Justin's kind of shedding his slump a couple games ago. He's not appeared in the last three. He's built on that. Looks like said taking minutes that used to be his. I know you're at this point of the season, are you not, where guys who are coming on and guys who are regressing, does that have to result in the minutes equation that we've seen or Justin in a position where he's got to start producing more in the future because you can't continue to count on what you've seen in the past? You know, I think Justin, Justin will get continued consistent minutes. He's in our rotation. Uh, he's not starting, but he's in our rotation. I don't see that changing where he's not going to be in our rotation because he adds too much value to our team in other ways than just shooting. Um, so I, 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 you know, I think that uh, he'll continue to stay in the rotation as long as, you know, he continues to approach it the right way. I, I just think he will in, in our eight to eight nine man rotation. What would you agree, said and team coming on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the, yeah, both those guys. The minutes have. have uh, some of Justin's minutes have been given to those two guys for sure. Uh, but, you know, that's a pretty fluid thing as well. But uh, both of those guys have, uh, have uh, played really well here lately. Thanks, Coach. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach.